Welcome to Faith, Fitness, and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. And if this is your first time clicking the podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. You may be here because you're looking at how you can get the needle moving on your health and wellness goals. And you're in the right place because not only do we deal with the weight that shows up on the scale, but we also do with the weight that you can't see, the mental and the emotional weight that's actually holding you down and that's adding to the pounds that you're so desperately trying to lose. And so with saying that, it is an inside out journey. I focused on a mind transformation, which is founded on scripture, Romans 12 and 2. And I give you faith strengthening principles and encouragement that helps you get the needle moving on your wellness journey. So if this sounds like the place for you, keep listening. And we're so happy to have you here. And to all of my faith, fitness and self-discovery community group members, I love you guys. Thank you for joining me again on this episode this week. I got all of your messages, all of the DMs, all of the inboxes. I saw your hand claps on the podcast. I see that some of you have subscribed to the podcast, rated and reviewed. I thank you. I can't thank you for that enough. And yes, Minister Shanae Cartwright has agreed that she is going to come back and do a part two to that episode. She's currently on retreat. So you guys be in prayer for her that she gets filled up and she's renewed so that she can continue to pour out and walk uh, freely in her assignment. So thank you guys so much for all of your feedback. And thank you as well to my group community members who responded to the Transformation Tuesday post, which was simply, how has your mind changed about wellness since joining this group? And I'm going to share with you guys some of the responses. There were many responses. Thank you so much for everybody who responded. But I'm going to start by sharing a few. And I wanted to share Miss Elisa. She says, being more thoughtful with eating. This has helped me tremendously because it transformed the way that I see food. I used to treat food as a form of enjoyment and now I eat to gain nutrients and fuel. Let's go, girl. You, you, you've been listening. You on it. Shaka. Stop rushing the process. I love Shaka, guys. I love all of my community members, but Shaka makes it her business to text me exactly how her edges have been plucked out one by one each week, and she's still here. So Shaka, I know you're listening to this. I want you to congratulate yourself because we are 27 weeks into this thing, 27 weeks of learning, 27 weeks of praying, of being intentional and growing, right? Because we talk about it being a process. So I love that. Marilyn, I don't eat constantly. I wait till I feel a little little hunger pain. When I'm full, I stop even if it's only a bite left. And that's my auntie, y'all. That's one of the beautiful parts about this journey. God has allowed me not only to inspire strangers and associates, but also my own family. So thank you so much, Miss Gloria. I eat only when hungry. I don't try to fit in three meals a day. I drink more water and try to eat more veggies. I exercise more. Awesome, Miss Gloria. Jan, building body equity one day at a time. I love that. I told her I'm going to use that. So I want you guys to know that came from Jan, our faith, fitness, and self-discovery community member. But body equity, that's so good. I can do so much with that. Tiffany, realizing how important it is to work from the inside out. Thank you so much for your submissions. Thank you for trusting me and for going along on this journey. I'm so glad that it's blessing so many of you. And it's actually encouraged me to offer coaching services. So currently, I'm super excited, guys. I do offer individual coaching. I have completed my fitness identity plan curriculum, and I would love to share that with you. I know some of you have asked me. You've been pushing for it. When are you going to do counseling? When are you going to do classes? I'm not doing the classes right now, but I am offering the individual coaching. And I'll be honest, I have a couple people who have already signed up for it. So the link is there in the in the group, and also it's shared on my Instagram page if you're interested and signing up for coaching, just let me know. I would love to help you get the needle moving and continue to encourage and inspire you towards becoming the best version of yourself. And today on the episode, I have a special guest, Cheyenne. I met Cheyenne in college and it was amazing 
to reconnect with her. We've been following each other, of course, for years on social media, but you know how that goes, right? You see people, you see their pages. Oh, you see they got married. You see they had a new baby. And for some reason, we just feel like we're super connected to people because we have this third person view of what's happening in their lives, right? But not realizing, no matter how many times we say this, social media does not replace real connection and real relationship. And so Cheyenne posted a picture recently, uh, which was a transformation photo. And the girl has literally lost maybe somewhere around 60 or 70 pounds. Y'all know I'm not great at math, but it's a lot of weight. She lost a lot of weight. And so I wanted to connect with her. We were able to have an amazing conversation that just ended up in us praying for each other and just being transparent about where we are because all women are dealing with some form of the things that we will talk about in this episode. But I know that you will be blessed and I'm so grateful to have Cheyenne because this was a big assignment for her. She's never done a podcast before but I cannot wait for you guys to really hear how amazing she sounds, how natural it was for her to do that. And pray with me that she's blessed for her obedience, right? Because I told you that God wants me to have these conversations, real conversations with real women. So whomever he leads me to reach out to and to speak to, I do that. I don't reach out to people who have done podcasting. I don't reach out to people who have it all together. If he leads me there, then I'll do that. But he's actually leading me to some women who've never done podcasting before. Like they've never had to speak before. And an amazing transformation is happening just being obedient in that alone. So let me introduce Cheyenne to you so we can get to it because you're really going to enjoy this episode. Cheyenne Harvell resides in Richmond, Virginia. She has been married to her loving husband for nearly 10 years. Together, they have three thriving children, two amazing young men, and an invigorating little lady. Cheyenne has worked in corporate banking for 14 years with a current professional focus on financial crimes and money laundering. Cheyenne is a postpartum doula and finds immense peace in helping mom and baby off to a healthy start. In recent years, Cheyenne has fallen in love with yoga and is currently embarking on a journey to become a yoga instructor with a focus on healing the Black community. And she is a Virginia State University Trojan. So you know it's going to be good. Enjoy this episode. I cannot wait to hear what you think about it. I am welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for accepting this invitation. My audience is already aware that I like to have organic conversations with real women about real issues. And you were placed on my heart, one, because I had already been following your journey, um, although you hadn't had a consistent Instagram presence. It was enough for me to see, okay, Cheyenne is kicking things into gear. And then you just pop out and <laughs> you popped out <laughs> with this amazing transformation. And it's one that was so inspiring to myself because with the faith, fitness and self-discovery movement, we deal with all of the weight, not just the physical weight but the mental and the emotional weight. And I spend time teaching and educating the ladies on how important it is to allow this to be an intuitive journey, a very personal journey that you take. And so I just really wanted to welcome you. And tonight uh, we're going to be talking about becoming the best version of ourselves, like figuring out our purpose and, and all of this good stuff. But I wanted you to just jump in and talk to us about how you've been doing on your journey, how you've gotten to where you are and how you're feeling. And just give us the the, the details, girl. We want to hear it all. Hear it all. Okay. Well, first of all, Precious, I want to thank you for allowing me to even be a guest on your podcast. Um, kind of as you started, um, I'm nervous. <laughs> I, I, I have never, ever done anything of this sort before. Um, but I'm grateful and I'm thankful for you. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that you're allowing me this space. Um, as far as as far as my journey, man, it has been a journey of testimonies for sure. Um, as you stated, I re- most recently, um, it's been a health journey for me. Um, mm-hmm. And just out of the health journey has kind of transformed into this spiritual walk as well. Um, but my health journey started about two years ago. Um, my church decided that they were going to do a fast for seven days. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm with it. I'm going to do all the things that I need to do to 
do this fast. I'm going to stop doing everything. But one thing that I kind of learned about myself is I can't compile everything. Mm. I kind of have to focus on one element of, um, I guess you would say like discovery, if Mm -hmm. you will, and then kind of unpack it from there. So I decided the one thing that I knew that I wanted to stop doing was eating meat. So I actually on October 23rd of 2018, just stopped eating meat cold turkey um I did it for the seven days after the seven days I was like okay look this actually was very beneficial for me my my mind is clear that mm. that, that meat haze sometimes or mental fog that people talk about when they eat certain things I never really truly realized it until I disciplined myself enough and removed it um and kind of from there it just kind of continued to grow um again I am not a person I can't stop Instagram and stop Facebook and not eat the sweets, no sugar, mm-hmm. no sodas. I, I'm just not a person who has been able to be successful in that space. So for mm-hmm. me, again, focusing on that one element and then it just kind of took off from there. Um, I'm not a huge gym person, um, but my main focus really was on what I was actually putting into my vessel, what okay. foods I was putting into my body. And it just kind of, it just kind of sparked from there. Okay. Okay. I love what you said about knowing yourself. That's pretty much what you were talking about without, you know, just kind of summing it up into words because you talked about, you know, how you were intuitive enough to know, okay, I'm not going to play around with this. Although there's a corporate class or whatever for me to do five different things, I really need to try to focus on doing one thing. And I really like that approach and that idea because it's one that I really tried to teach as well. We look at the big picture and Mm -hmm. while we're looking at the big picture, we don't spend time getting to know ourselves. We don't spend time getting to know, you know, what small steps can I take right now? What immediate steps can I take right now? And one of the things that we didn't talk about, um, you talked about when you started your journey, which was two years ago. But the amount of weight that you have been able to lose and like you and I discussed, talk about how natural that process has been for you. First of all, congratulations on the transformation. <laughs> um, of course, like you're saying, it sounds like it started in your mind and, it's in, and then you took the actionable step to make the decision to fast. But tell us how much weight you've actually lost and what you what you've learned, because I know you've taken to the mat and you've grown uh, a strong passion and love for yoga. So just fill us in. Right. So, yes, I have when I started this journey, I would you would never believe it, but I was over 230 pounds. Um, I have three beautiful children, um, 13, nine and five, but they have wreaked havoc on a mom's body mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had gained quite a bit. Today, I have clocked in or weighed in at 167 pounds. I have been able to maintain this, um, like you said, by yoga. I, I embarked on a small journey with yoga in the spring of 2018. Um, just locally here in Richmond, they do outdoor yoga Um and I had been introduced by my auntie and I was like, oh, there's no way like yoga, yoga isn't for me. I'm not all bendy and flexible. <laughs> okay. It seems a bit impossible. When you- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It seems absolutely impossible. And I just did it. It was kind of one of those things of once you kind of put your foot out there and you start when you if you make the conscious decision to not to continue, you're complicit in whatever happens from that point, mm-hmm. especially when you've been shown like, hey, this is a thing. You feel good doing this. Um, your your body is changing. Your mental is changing. Continue to do this thing. So for me, although it has been an up and down yoga journey or, or physical journey, mm-hmm. um, just being present and continuing. I am a person sometimes, you know, life gets to me between work and the husband of almost 10 years and then the children, you just kind of get caught up. And a lot of times you can slow down in the processes or the things that you have set to be disciplined in. And yoga always seemed, getting back to my mat always released so much that it just made sense to continue with my yoga, with my yoga practice. Mm-hmm. Um, And that has been what has kept me actually sustaining my weight loss at this point. Um, I, I tell people all the time, a lot of it is your diet, 
90% of it is your diet because I am not a super in the gym every day, but it's been just the discipline of once I made the decision that I'm going to drink my near hundred gallon, uh, hundred ounces, excuse me, gallons. Ooh, Girl, you're doing it. It's okay. Girl, <laughs> that's a lot of water. Um, hundred <laughs> ounces of water, um, a day as well as just my diet. And the only thing that I mainly took out of my diet was meat, like the major thing. I don't do a lot of dairy. I don't do a lot of yogurt and things of that nature, but meat, meat and water has been the one thing that I can say has for my diet was the most transformative, the mental, spiritual, and all of that journey was just an added bonus that I didn't even realize that I needed until I started Mm -hmm. on this journey. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the beautiful thing, you know, with with, with the faith, fitness and self-discovery, I, I teach the ladies to really tap in and it's a very spiritual journey. And when it's spiritual, it's always individualized because no two of us are alike. So even with you saying, OK, hey, this is how I did it. You know, I, I decided that I was going to give up me. Actually, you were delivered from it. You know, you fasted and you just didn't go back to it. That's something that I talked about as well. When it came to a lot of seafood that I loved, I just didn't go back to it. But we learn what's best for us by being conscious. You know, when you talk about Mm -hmm. loving yoga, the thing that transformed my body the most on the mat was my mental. Mm -hmm. It really was my mental because every time I got up from the mat, I left something there that I just could not pick up anymore. I, I, I had a chain that was broken off that I, I knew uh, that I had been delivered from something or that I couldn't go back to thinking the way that I thought I had revelation on thing. I found a place on the mat where I could get healing. I found a place on the mat where I could speak with God and God could speak with me. That silence that we talked about a lot in the last podcast. So thank you for sharing that with the ladies. It's not you know, pushing or promoting that everybody do yoga. But just like you said, Cheyenne, I think sometimes we're quick to not think that some things are for us. And how do we know what's for us unless we really put our foot out there and take a chance at trying something new, right? And speaking of something new, and we wanted to talk about discovering our purpose, tell us about what you have going on with the doula uh, profession and how you got into that arena, because I think it's so amazing and the ladies need to hear about it. Oh, yes, for sure. Real quick before we go there, I just want to piggyback off of what you said about yoga. Mm -hmm. Yoga is very transformative because, like you said, it's just you and God. Like, literally, that's it. You don't have a team that you can pass the ball to. You don't have someone else who can pull your slack. Like, if you fall out of a pose, it's on you Mm -hmm. to say, I'm going to try again. It's on you to say, to like you said, bring those revelations out and start. You really think deeply because there are no, there's nobody else on the mat but you. Mm-hmm. There's no one else. Now I say this generally uh, when I say no one else because we always know God is around us. Yes. Right? he's always present forever and ever and ever and ever on the mat, off the mat, every single day in life. But other than, there's nobody else there with you. You have to face your fears. You have to face. Um, your lows, your highs, you got to face that bad day that you had and there's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. Like if you commit yourself, there's no, there's no escaping it. Yes. Um, So I just wanted to kind of Yeah, we could talk about yoga for like six episodes because yoga (laughs) has, yoga (sighs) has given me the posture that I needed to make the transformations that I was seeking for so long. Uh, The the validation. It breaks down the barriers. Yeah, the the self-love that I was looking for, the connection with God, the peace, the contentment, the joy, the healing, um, you know, the correction that I was looking for, being able to see myself in situations and how I could become a better version of me. It, It all happened on on the mat so yes 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 all good stuff stuff. for sure yes 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 for sure now my my doula journey okay so me becoming interested in any way shape or form happened when I had my youngest baby um in 2015 I I had two children prior to her I did not do mama's classes I did not seek any type of professional birthing help if you will my husband and I showed up we got pregnant (laughs) we showed up we had our baby we left home and did our thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, when when I when I was pregnant with my youngest child, 
2015, I was just compelled to do things different. At the time, I had no idea where the journey would take me, but I signed up for a Lamaze class. In the Lamaze class, I, of course, learned a whole gamut of things about what a doula actually does, a doula versus a midwife versus a lactation consultant versus all the other helpful hands that you may have in the hospital, which kind of just propelled me, um, opened my eyes to the possibilities. Mm -hmm. So fast forward me to fast forward to me actually giving birth in April of 2015. Um, I went on to embark on a breastfeeding journey that lasted three and a half years, which was bananas. Kudos to you. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, and then what I noticed was a lot of people just for me sharing my, my naturally sharing my breastfeeding journey. I had a lot of my friends like Cheyenne, I'm having problems. Can you, can you help me? Can you come help the baby latch? Can you give me different positions? And that kind of, kind of catapulted me into the idea of perhaps this is something that I like doing because I felt a joy that I had never felt Mm. before. There was something about, there was a fulfilling feeling about knowing I just helped mom and baby make it through another day of nursing because it's so hard there are so many external factors you have family members who disagree you have trauma from wet nursing that we don't even realize that we still carrying generation after generation after generation in our communities Mm. you have spouses who don't um actually support you it's much better now but then you have in a society in public cover up yes a society wants you to cover up but you can go in a bikini and have everything but your areola showing but god forbid you Mm -hmm. nurse at the mall your two-month-old baby or three-year-old child for that matter right um so that kind of again kind of catapulted me and was like wow Cheyenne this is actually something you're good at because you had I see these babies these mothers who didn't pick up the formula there's nothing wrong with that I support that as well because a fed baby is optimal that's ideal but it's something about knowing that our body is sustaining Mm -hmm. that baby's Mm -hmm. life So from, yeah, it was really, really cool. So from there, it just kind of naturally transitioned into what else can I do to help and support mom? So in 2017, I believe it was, yes, in 2017, I went and um, started pursuing my DONA doula certification. Um, I completed that. I was able to complete my births and my my required births for certification. And then I kind of shifted into the birth doula world. I quickly found that as much as I love helping mom and baby, I also love being present for my family. Mm -hmm. I actually, yeah, I actually attended a birth that was about 72 hours. And as much as I love being there for their mom and the baby, I missed one of my children's sporting events. And I don't miss my baby's sporting events. Like I'm a big sports mom, basketball, football, anything that they are involved in. And at that moment, I kind of took a step back and I had to make a decision. I had to figure out how I could do both essentially without neglecting either, because I would never tell a mom, I am going to be present for you and support you in your birthing process. However, there's a small caveat. If my kid has a game, I can't. Yeah, that's kind of like a no-go. Yeah, you that's know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah, I would never. I would like that would be so. Although my although my doctor induced my whole labor because she was going on vacation, but you that's in the past. That's in the past, and that's a listen. We could go on that for a hundred years too. (laughs) But um, so I had to make a decision um, because I did not want to neglect my house, but I also would never want to neglect one of my clients either. So I decided to move more into the postpartum world because it's a little, babies are going to come when they want to come. If baby wants to come at four o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get a phone call at four o'clock saying, come to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Um, I shifted my services and what I offer um, to postpartum work because I have a little bit more control. That's something that I'm working on, trying to release in general in my life. But in this aspect, that control works better for my life. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to plan with moms hey, um, one week postpartum, I will come and spend four days with you and your family and I will be at your service for whatever it is that you may need 
for support in this transition. Mm -hmm. Um, Working in that space has been very, very, very beneficial to me because it allows me to work in my passion, both with my family and with my moms and babies. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm currently looking into becoming a lactation consultant, like licensed, certified. Um, It's a long process, Mm -hmm. uh, but I am working in that space right now to kind of pursue that as as my next thing, because I just love making sure the babies are being fed. I can just hear your passion (laughs) surrounding that, and I want to thank you for sharing that with the audience of ladies, because with the pandemic happening, I feel like a lot of us have been forced to look inward and to really assess if we are fulfilled right now and to really evaluate whether we're doing the things that we're purposed to do or we were just doing the things that we were paid highly to do. And sometimes the things that you're purposed Mm. to do, you are also paid highly to do. I'm not saying that, but most of us are stuck in a rut where we're chasing higher pay, but we're not looking towards our purpose. And so, like you said, sometimes we stumble into our purpose, but when we're so rigid, and we're so busy and we're so distracted, we don't even allow room for us to stumble into anything new, right? And uh, like you said, all Mm -hmm. of this was just birthed from you making one decision that you were gonna try a class and it turned out to be something that you love. And I can hear your passion about it. And it is a serious assignment because you are blessing a mother, you're blessing a baby, you're blessing a family, you're creating a bonding experience, you're teaching. Um, and they can also pass that education on. But I wanted to talk about our journey, our finding our purpose. And one of the things that you said that you did, Cheyenne, that I love is you did not give up on what it was that you love, but you were honest with yourself that at this season in your life, you're choosing to prioritize your family and figure out a way that you can still you know, be true to your calling and, and what you feel like your passion is right now with the work that you do. And when we talk about, the weight, the weight that I feel like a lot of women our age are carrying, Cheyenne, is balancing the two, trying to balance the two and trying not yeah. to abandon ourselves in the midst of that, right? Because we do have this professional obligation, the new age woman. And then we also have this 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 domestic obligation as well. And as mothers, we know that we are more responsible for the nurture and for a lot of the things in our household. So What has that journey been like for you just being flexible in this season and trying to create that balance between being a mom, uh, being being in the working field and then also this healing journey that you're on? Because even with the wellness, all of that is healing. So what has that been like for you? Mm, That is excellent. You know, it has really, truly been a journey of. The unexpected, (laughs) if you will, Um, Really, seriously. And and the reason why I say that is because, like you said, moms, we wear so many hats and so often we feel like we are never doing enough, right? So the reason why I say unexpected is because I have always felt like I wasn't quite doing enough. Like I could have ran a marathon, worked nine to five, came home, cooked dinner, washed clothes, did homework, broke up a couple fights between the babies, like the whole nine. And still at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. the to-do list isn't done. So what I have found for me personally in this journey is understanding that it's okay to not get everything on the to-do list done. I say that very Mm -hmm. high level, right? But giving yourself grace, space, and opportunity to change and pivot when you need to. So often moms are boxed in. Well, I can't do this because I have to do this. I can't do this because I have to do this. I can't go here because I have to do this. And a lot of times moms, I know for me, I, as I mentioned earlier, I want to control everything. Mm And a lot of times within that control, we, we, we miss the opportunity to ask Absolutely. So a lot of, a lot of what I say unexpected is because unexpectedly Cheyenne has started to relinquish control. The moment I started relying on my husband mm. as I should, doors started to open. Doors within myself started to open because now I can check off things on my to-do list. A lot of moms, and let some moms have some women, some moms really have it down pat. Mm. Delegation, you in the spirit. But some of Keep us talking, don't. sis. You in the spirit. <laughs> some of mm-hmm. us don't delegate. 
we want to do it all because if I do it, it's going to be done right. It's going to be the right color. It's going to be at the right time. And we don't delegate chores and opportunities for you other know people to I help am. us. Then when people, oh, then when people <laughs> help us, we question it. Did you do it right? Are you sure you did it right? Versus allowing that moment to be, I mm-hmm. had help. I had somebody check something off of my to-do list, even if it's a small thing. Ma'am, don't cut the grass. Ask your husband to cut the right. grass. Just mm-hmm. using that as an example, ladies. But you know what I mean? Or ask your children. For me, I was washing dishes, washing clothes, mopping floors. I was doing it all, and I felt weighed down. The more I got weighed down, the more everything else fell by the wayside. So the one thing that I didn't want to happen was my house to be junky and this and that. Just the small day-to-day things ultimately happened because Mm. of my ego. Jesus. My ego. So what I, so it's it's unimaginable for me, someone who has always had ego needing to be checked, to finally say, Ego, you got to get checked because you are not, you're not adding value in any way to my life. You're making it just more Just tell me when you want me to breathe because I'm holding my breath. I'm getting so to where tell I need. Me when I can breathe. I'm sorry. You just took my breath I'm away getting right to... now. So. <laughs> you can, you no, you but, but, but yeah, that's, no, you know. <laughs> by all means, keep, keep going. You're in the spirit. You're flowing in that thing. Hey, listen, since I started working working with women more and actually talking to women right because we see each other in passing we like each other's photos we say oh that outfit is cute where you get it from you know like the superficial talk the babies are cute and we think that that's real relationship right yeah the more i actually talk to women because this journey has allowed me a space where we can start out just kind of talking about our health and then we really are like okay girl what's going on all of us are pretty much experiencing the same things but here's what i found out here's what's different when i hear y'all talking about Mm -hmm. y'all don't let the man make the bottles because he might waste i listen that is not me hon hon (laughs) i'll be on some (laughs) die around here because i'm going to delegate one thing pressure's gonna do i'm gonna get some time to myself so I'm I'm gonna delegate my kids yeah. around here. I got it to a point where you you know y'all wash y'all clothes and y'all fold y'all clothes. I don't care how they fold it. I don't care how they look in your drawer in your room. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna fold me and hubby's clothes, and that that's just gonna be that because you cannot do it all. Mm-hmm. Women and they talk about how their husbands don't step up. And trust me, y'all, I'm not defending the men here. But when I hear y'all says you can get me time if you really want it. You don't have to be the one who orders yes. the groceries, whether yes. he goes to the store or not. Put all them groceries in in into an online cart, and when you need more, give it to him so he can go and click or whatever. <laughs> don't be caught up on how what you need to get done is getting done. That's if you really want space and if you really want time and if you really want self-care because God gives us spouses to lessen the load. Yes. Yes. And, and, and you would think my husband and I have been together for 14 years. Matter of fact, this Sunday will be 14 years. We've been married Happy for 10 anniversary, y'all. This, <clears throat> thank you. This is, but this is a lesson that I have not really learned <laughs> until the pandemic. Seriously, because I found myself sitting around stewing like, I know bro is not sitting here playing that video game and I have just worked, schooled, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've done and I'm but yep. it was my own fault. I think a lot of us as women, we have we have this unseen um pedestal sometimes that we put ourselves mm-hmm. on. Um and we put ourselves on it because society has told us. We have to be all things. Like on one hand, society tells you, oh, the man is the head of the household and he's going to be the powerhouse and he's going to be the one that takes care Mm -hmm. of the house financially. But that's not how kind of the makeup of the world is today. There are plenty of families who have both working mom and dad. And sometimes falling into those roles can get you just messed up because you think, you're providing and 
I'm the mom, but that's not really how the roles are nowadays. You still have mom working. You have mom cooking. You have mom cleaning. I think it's just a mindset shift and change and communication that needs to happen for moms to kind of take this cloak of superhuman power. If you want, oh, if you want to learn how to I, be I a also, better woman, I would really suggest that you study men. Because when you say that you trained your husband, yes. like he's really playing the video game, like he's really not, you can be around there like a chicken with your head off scrubbing baseboards and all that. That's your business. Because in his mind, he feel like you don't have to be doing all that. You don't have to be, you know, and, yes. and at some point, I yes. think you guys have been married that long. I'm sure he's tried to help certain things and you probably had maybe a comment because some wasn't all the way right. And with men, it's like, okay, just do it yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then after all that starts to pile up on us, it's like, oh, I don't get any help. No, you want the dishes put in the dishwasher a certain way. Are the dishes clean? Like you have to start relinquishing that control and that ego, like you said, that piece is so important uh, because when we get to this stage in our lives, Cheyenne, where we're juggling so much, we don't, you know, we have to create that space for ourselves. It's just not as natural as it was before we had kids and a husband and some of the other responsibilities that we do. Oh, absolutely. And you hit the the nail on the head. For me, like I said, pandemic has been awesome for myself, my marriage, my household, because exactly what you said was Cheyenne to <laughs> a T. But the thing is, how many of us can be vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable mm-hmm. enough to admit that? I, my husband verbatim said, the reason why I don't help it's because it mm-hmm. ain't never right. You always come behind me and you fix, you change, or you ask for my opinion, babe, do you want black or white? And I give you my <laughs> genuine answer and you still say, oh, well, I actually like the white one. I know I asked you, but I really wasn't. Right. I was just trying to, you know what I mean? And it literally, that is the exact thing that had created this wedge of, I'm just going to chill because she going to handle it. And like you said, the whole time I'm stewing because I feel like after all these years, my facial expression should be enough. I shouldn't have to articulate to you, but that is not how Mm -hmm. communication works. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what I, I didn't know what he needed until that communication happened. And he didn't know what I needed until that communication happened. But ultimately the control factor was it for me. You got to fold your clothes up right. You got to do this. You got to do that. And the the moment I said, it's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. Cheyenne, there's 15 other things or concepts or uh, conversations you can be having with your husband and your family, your children to help lighten the load. Or even if it's not a matter of re- lightening the load but just even understanding where mom or my Mm -hmm. thought process with things simply like I said simply communicating what you need and not assuming that someone knows because you have been with them for a long time is number one in my opinion because things change when my husband and I when my husband and I met we were 19 and Mm -hmm. 22 years old the person that I was when I was 19 and my husband met me is completely different, 180 from who I am today at 34. Mm-hmm. I'm totally different. But I had this mindset of because we have been together all this time and ultimately I thought we were journey- journeying together, then you should know me. And I think that's un- that's an unrealistic expectation that we place on people sometimes, yeah. even unknowingly. Yeah. I, I absolutely even unknowingly we put expectations on people and we never we never yeah. even discuss it with them so instead and, and another a concept that I kind of I like to to use nowadays is setting standards okay. versus expectations because by setting by setting the standard I feel like I am putting mm. the ball in your court thus I'm not in control when I'm not in control I can't be disappointed when I have this expectation that you're gonna fold your clothes and, wait, wait, exactly wait, 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 wait. this way and, and put and them in put the them drawer, up. when I when I open that drawer, mm-hmm. yeah, and put them up immediately. And put them up. Just don't don't so leave them in the basket. Them, put them up immediately. Put them up in it. Listen, 
And if I go, so then I've set this expectation right, and then I go <laughs> in the drawer and they're not right, I'm instantly irritated. I'm instantly irritated because I've set an unreal, either an unknown or an unrealistic expectation of somebody. Whereas if I set the standard, like for my children now, like you said, I don't care how y'all put them in there. That's that's the one you guys. I, I've, I've, I've shared with you an easy yep. way. You know, maybe fold your shirts this way because then that way you can see what's on mm -hmm. them. You don't got to rifle all through them. But if you choose not to, it's Absolutely. not the end of the world. I haven't I haven't fussed at you and and made you feel less than as your mom because I'm I'm barking at you and doing all of this. I've I because now I've created another riff over some over clothes some and a t-shirt. I want to hop in really quick, Cheyenne, because you reminded me, uh, and I want to mm -hmm. share this is very personal, but I recall uh that there was a point in my marriage, my husband's very type A and we have, we have grown to understand each other and I'm very type B. So we have had to try to meet uh, in the middle and we're definitely tangoing a lot better than we used to in the past, but we have a blended family and my husband, you know, with us having four kids at one point, we had um, five kids and when my bonus daughter visits, sometimes it's six in the house at one time he would get very frustrated with my kids' rooms and he wanted them a certain way, which was understandable. And um, it got to a point where he was actually asking me to do a little bit better with the discipline that he felt like he was a person who always had to clean your rooms, this and that. And so we had a heart to heart. And what I had to explain mm -hmm. to him was, I don't see space the way that he sees space. And for me coming up, I've never had my own space. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when it comes to my children's rooms, and when I say I never had my own space, you know, I was either sharing a room with someone, you know, I spent time in shelters, you know, at, at different times, you know, I lived with my grandmother, but that was still the guest room in her home. And so I've never had space where I'm living in at home with mom and dad. And when I get home from school, if I really want to put my book bag down by the closet, I just throw it down by the closet. Now, in no way, shape, form or fashion, do I allow the kids to be slobs. But they should have some autonomy as to how they keep their space, right? And this would even roll over into our right. own bedroom where my husband would see my closet and stuff. And he was right. He would be like, if you would just organize it. But I had to be like, look, 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 look. This is my space and it will be neat, but it does not have to look the way you like your stuff to look. I'm functioning fine. And when we get married, I think we don't take into account um, one, personalities. Two, how we view space. Three, what things are considered to be urgent. If it comes down to clothes or going outside with my kids, I'm always going outside with my kids. If it comes down to anything domestic and anything that's going to be family related that I can spend some time with my family, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that because I just feel like my responsibility of the woman of the house is to create an environment of peace, nurturing, good energy, and what I've noticed in just focusing on that is that my family doesn't mind when I delegate things to them. When they say happy wife, happy life, I think we have that really twisted to mean mm. that oh, we keep up with all mom's demands and she's a happy wife, you know, and a happy mom. No, what that truly means is that a wife and a mom wakes up every day with the decision that it's my job to make sure everybody is lit this morning when they wake up. It's my job to raise the bar on the energy because everybody in our house is going to school or going to work or going to whatever. The last thing they want us doing is fussing at them about a t-shirt that's inside out, like real talk. So I really appreciate you yeah. saying that. And, you know, as we, as we wrap up, because I told you this was going to be so fun and so organic, Cheyenne, that the time was just going to fly by. What, yeah. Are you giving us some of what you have have learned from, you know, your journey of just trying to become you? What are what are three things that you would tell the ladies? Like, what are three pieces of advice that you would give a lady right now that's in the middle of trying to balance it all? What would you say to her? It's OK. You got it. though. Ooh, you you got it. But OK. What would I say? What would you tell Cheyenne? What would yeah. I tell Cheyenne? Right. I have what would I tell Cheyenne? One thing that I will tell Cheyenne mm -hmm. is that you are enough. Um, just trials and tribulations and traumas from itty bitty, from, from rape to daddy issues, all of those things really cultivated in me a 
internally yeah. internally a lot of lack so in this new season in my life I would say to myself and these women you are enough do not allow society people bad spouses or, or family members or anyone to tell you you mm-hmm. are not enough you absolutely are enough God created you with passion purpose drive all of the things that you think you don't have you have it's just a matter of unlocking it it's a matter of cultivating it to a place where you can apply it as you not only you see fit not you see fit but as God has promised you it to be but you have to believe that you are enough because if without you know obviously faith oh that's seed, good you have that's to good because when we talk about faith with faith of really mustard seed cheyenne we always talk about with the expectation <clears throat> of things do not miss that lady she said that you have to believe that you are enough that's the first faith of a mustard seed right because god can give us the capacity yes. we can read all we can read the word all day and know that we're kings and queens and our father is the creator right but if mm-hmm. we don't really believe that thing if we don't really believe it then we're it's a glass ceiling It's a glass ceiling. Um, So that's one thing. Definitely that you are enough. The second is communicate and be specific about what you need. Don't beat around the bush. Do not assume that anybody in your space understands, be this professionally or anything. Find your voice and use it. My voice in the beginning, like six months ago, is really when I feel like I really got a hold Mm. of my voice. Oh, man, it was a whisper. Can, can you can do do you think you could help me wash the dishes today? Jesus do you think oh I mean if it's a you know it was always followed it was always followed by some little like um please or mm. um lols you know no period I need this period I need I need help in this with the children I need help with morning routine I need someone else to take on this project because I'm 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 stretched too thin. I don't have it in me. And feel safe and comfortable in your decision to say those things. Cause so often we second guess ourselves. When we when it's time to delegate, we start second guessing. Well, should I have given that person that project? Should I have told my husband to fold mm-hmm. those clothes or make the bottle? Whatever it may be. You have to say what you need and mean it and stay there. You really have so to good. communicate. You have to find your voice. Um, the third thing, oh man, this is such a good question. What would be the third thing I would mm. tell Cheyenne? Find a community. Find a community, be it men, women, church, yoga, the gym. Find a group of individuals who are either going where you're going or already where you want to go. Because a lot of times we don't want to relinquish old relationships, old friendships, old people, or like in my in my um, specific instance, and why I feel like I need this is because I was I so never felt like I was enough, so I pushed so people good. away. Don't push people away. Don't push people away. The people who are supposed to be in your life are going to be in your life. The friends, the women, the men, the mentors, the job opportunities, everything that is supposed to be there will be there. You, again, never have to feel like you're not enough. Um, I was sharing with Precious when we talked briefly how in college I was not ready to accept women in my life because of so much trauma and things that I had been through. So I've journeyed up until my 34 years of age, more or less, without a strong female network behind me because, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of other things. But ego, ego was the primary thing for me. Surely I'm not pretty enough to go sit at that table with those girls. Do I do I I speak Mm -hmm. as well as those ladies? Oh, man, did I cuss (laughs) and turn this woman off? Just all types of things. I was always so down on myself. But I encourage you women to get behind a group of women who uplift Mm -hmm. you and love. Absolutely. Despite all of that. Because you will absolutely be propelled to the next level. They will help pull you by your bootstraps and just say, come on, girl, let's get it. 
not everyone is out judging you. Not everyone is out um, making assumptions about you. But a lot of times we create these scenarios in our brain. It absolutely does. And it paralyzes us sometimes. We don't meet people. We don't go out. We don't do anything. So I encourage you also to get around some folks who help lift you to the space in the next elevation. You, that you, you, you really dropped a mouthful. And uh, honestly, um, to, to close out this podcast, I just feel led to pray for the ladies um, with everything you said, because your, your words was laced with so much love and wisdom uh, into that third point, that community point. I just really feel um, compelled to drive that home because I see that a lot of women are struggling with that. And right now, ladies, if you have not had a strong network of women around you prior to going into this pandemic, I know you are going through all kind of hell right now. Right. Um, And so what I want to do is I want to pray for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity just to. Um, record this episode, God. Thank you for Cheyenne and her obedience. This was a big assignment for her, God. But I thank you for uh, her trusting you, God, to allow you to stretch her. I pray that the women have received this word, God, and that there, if there's a woman who's listening that needs a network of women, God, to surround her right now, God, to build her up, I pray that you will give her discernment, God, to which women she can trust, God. Allow her to hear the heart of women, God, not just to see faces, not just to see influence, but to really uh, get a feel intuitively for the heart of the women that you would like her to connect with in Jesus name, God. I pray for women right now who are struggling, God, with delegation, God, that in this season, they will reach out to their supports, Lord God. Oftentimes we cry out for help, God, and you put help all around us and our mouth, God, our pride keeps us from just asking, God. It's just mm. one ask away. Even your word says to cast all our cares upon you, God, and some of us aren't even asking you for help. So I pray right now, God, for every listener that they may start with you. And even if it's a whisper to you asking you to help them, God, I pray that you help them to build confidence in their voice, God. I pray that you help them to feel confidence in knowing that they are enough, God, that they're fearfully and wonderfully made, God. And you just give them faith, God. Um, You help them to increase their faith, God, even faith of the size of a mustard seed, God, that they will start believing that they can walk in everything that you have declared in your word, God. And they are everything that you said. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I really hope that something that was shared by Cheyenne or I or both really resonates with you, and you can walk away from this episode feeling empowered. Also, I really want to strongly encourage you ladies to get connected with the community. We can't say this enough, especially in the pandemic. You can't get do it alone, and it's not wise to be alone, and so Join our faith, fitness, and self-discovery community group. We would love to have you there. There are about 900 women. It's no pressure, no free, nothing in there is being sold to you. It's a free group. What do we do in there? We hold each other accountable in a gentle way by teaching different concepts, food options, recipes. We talk about scripture in there. We really unpack our thought processes and how we've gone about our journey. We're very intentional about doing what it is that we can do now. That is the whole premise of that group. How can you start now? And for those of you who need that personal coaching and accountability, I'm willing to help you look at your life and figure out what it is that you can do Now, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If it blessed you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can get our notifications each week when I post a new episode of the podcast, rate and review it. Thank you so much because that helps with getting our our podcast seen on some of the larger platforms uh, with the rating and subscribing. Also, don't hesitate to share it. Share it on your timeline, share it in the DM, share it on Instagram. That helps tremendously because there are so many women that are looking for this type of counsel, this type of encouragement and spiritual sisters who can keep us lifted during this time. I love you guys. And remember, never put off till tomorrow what it is that you can do today. Be blessed.